Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, how are you today? I'm great. How about you? I am great. Thank you. What's going on in your world? Everything is good. It's raining. And in Oregon right now, that's a fabulous thing. We need it. Yes, we need it a lot. And it has been doing it. So I'm very appreciative of that. What about you? What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying this hunker down day when it's soggy outside and it got cold again. And I love that feeling of having not just an excuse to stay in the house and be cozy, but it kind of matches the mood. Like I love that feeling of just cozying up with a blanket and reading a book or snuggling with your dog and having kind of the outside match the inside. Yes. Very nice to be able to do that. Cozy is my thing. So yes, it is. I'm right there with you on that. (laughs) I love cozy. (laughs) Soft and warm and fuzzy and cozy. Yeah. All those things are good things. So talk to me about the decision to talk about our topic today, which is expectations, disappointments, and regrets. I was talking to somebody the other day and saying, wow, isn't it great that summer's coming and we'll have warmer weather after we get our rain, of course, because this is fabulous. COVID is less than it was, so we can now get together with people. And I was finding all the positive and good and said, and I'm expecting to have a great summer. And they looked at me like I was crazy and said, what are you talking about? The lakes are still empty. COVID is ramping up again. People should be staying away from each other. What are you talking about? Things are getting worse. And it hit me that it's all the same situation. It's which part of it we each choose to look at and what we expect from it. Mm. Because there's always two parts of everything and we can choose where we want to go with it and what we want to expect. That's why we're talking about what do you expect? I like that. That That's what we're talking about and that it stemmed from a conversation you had with somebody where the big picture was the same, but the lens you both were choosing to look through was different. Yes, that happens all the time. Yes. The lens we choose will determine what we see. So I'm quickly going to define an expectation is a strong belief that something will or won't happen. Mm-hmm. And there are different areas where we usually have expectations. We have them around situations like I was talking to my friend about COVID and drought and all that. That's a situation. Or we have expectations about other people. Mm -hmm. We think somebody will be our friend and have our back and do all those things. However, we define what their role is in our life. Mm -hmm. And we also have expectations of ourselves. Are we going to be strong and brave and stand up and do what we need to do and make our life be the way we want it to be? Or are we going to let other people control us? What do we expect of that? Mm -hmm. What do expectations mean for you? 
I, for the most part, think I learned from you just to expect that things will turn out. And I think once you're on the planet long enough, you kind of start to see that you've been in situations that you didn't know how to handle and were kind of nerve wracking because they could play out a number of ways. But things have a way of working out for the most part. So it's easier to let go of expectations. Because I work in an industry where we sell trips, we sell multi-day river trips, and this is people's vacation, and people have very definite ideas, maybe not what they want their vacation to look like, but how they want their vacation to feel. I've learned the importance Mm -hmm. of managing expectations. So if somebody's saying, Mm -hmm. I want to take a river trip and I want a hot shower every morning, it's very important for me to say, we can take a mobile shower with us. You may not have hot water because just going into it, not knowing that one detail if they expect that, it could tank their whole vacation. So I've gotten a whole lot better at figuring out where my expectations are and asking questions or seeing if there's a way to guarantee certain things. But I think for the most part, I just expect things to be pretty good situationally. In terms of other people, that gets harder just because you may meet somebody that you really have a connection with and it feels really good and you're like, oh, we were destined to be friends. And then two years down the road, they really let you down. And that may just have been a miscommunication or it could just be that they weren't who you thought they were. And that's harder because those conversations are really, you know, right out of the gate, you're not going to be like, so these are my values. I never lie. How about you? Can you promise me these things? No, we're going to let people down even when we don't mean to. So that's harder for me. What about you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Having expectations of situations. I'm one of those people that always expect it to turn out well. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, I'm surprised, but figure, oh, well, there's a reason. And Mm -hmm. maybe there's a better result around the corner. Mm -hmm. And what can I learn from this situation with other people? It's much more difficult because everybody is who they are. I try to take time to get to know them as well as you can know another person. But at times, like you said, intentionally or unintentionally, they could let you down. Mm -hmm. And I still expect them to continue being my friend, but the relationship may shift a bit so that I'm a little more cautious or aware or not quite so open and vulnerable as I was. You change your expectation. Exactly. And that's what we all have to be able to do Mm -hmm. is when an expectation isn't met, shift it and go, oh, well, it looks like this is where we are now. Like your people on the river with a hot shower. It's like, oh, well, a cold shower will work. We're still a shower. We'll get clean. It's okay. Mm -hmm. If people aren't able to shift their expectations, wow, that must be really difficult because I would think they would be feeling let down all the time. Mm -hmm. What about you? What's your observation on that? Yeah, I think it's just on my end about making sure that I'm clear with people. I don't want to mislead people, even if it's accidentally. Mm -hmm. So I try to 
do that in my life. It's not always easy just because you can't always see what somebody else is going to be looking out for. But I try really hard to be clear with people about what I'm expecting from them or what I'm hoping for or what I'm going to be doing so they understand how what I'm doing fits into the bigger picture. But that also has an expectation that everybody else is coming at things the way I am. And that doesn't work. That's not true. (laughs) Frequently, that is not true. (laughs) But I think just knowing where there can be miscommunications and where Mm -hmm. there might be pitfalls and possibilities for letdowns makes it easier Mm -hmm. to not only look out for them and try to head them off at the pass, but also to recover from them. Because I've been in situations before where people that I love dearly have let me down in big ways. And Mm -hmm. it takes a while to grieve that and then come back to it with a clearer head and say, okay, but here's where they were coming from. And this person was taking care of this particular need. And perhaps my needs and wants were not as important. And so it's easier to forgive if somebody wasn't being malicious. Mm -hmm. I think if that happens enough, you really have to consider whether the stand you're taking in the relationship is the one you should be in. But I haven't had a whole lot of really huge disappointments where I was like, oh, you are not who I thought you were. I have to sever this relationship. For the most part, it's been like, I see where you're coming from and I get why it played out the way it did. And you weren't being awful. It it just turned out this way. And so having the expectation that things would go right still kind of was the case, even though it took a little working to get there. And then you have to decide if you want that in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people get into like a marital relationship thinking that they're marrying one person. Their expectations are that this person is this. And then a year into it, they realize, oh my goodness, this isn't what I expected. And this isn't the person I thought they were. Now, what am I going to do with that? Am I going to shift my expectations or am I going to leave the relationship because it might be physically harmful or uh, destructive or really, really bad in some ways that you cannot, should not stay with. Mm -hmm. So it's looking at expectations expectations and seeing how realistic they are. It's also taking some time with people, take some time to get to know them before you create expectations about them. You're a parent. I know this. I am. I'm very (laughs) proud of that. That's one of the places where expectations, I think, gets talked about a lot is in the parent-child relationship. Parents can have these Mm -hmm. giant expectations for their children that don't fit or that aren't communicated or that are communicated to the detriment of the child and the relationship. I think we all have expectations of the people we live with in our house, whether we're related or not. Those can be heavy on behalf of the Mm -hmm. people who are involved. Yes. And that's where it takes time to get to know each other. With a partner, you can do that. With a child, you have the child and here's a new person You get to know each other as they grow. And I think it's important to be aware of what kind of expectations parents have of their children. If you do everything you can to teach them basic values, honesty, loyalty, being trustworthy, respectful, gentle, kind, reliable, responsible, those kinds of things, that is important. And hopefully they will 
be able to live up to those expectations. If your expectation is this child is going to be president of the United States or an astrophysicist, when what they really love is to dance and write poetry, that's an unrealistic expectation that sets everybody up for failure. So it's important to pay attention to who you're dealing with and what is realistic. What about expectations of yourself? What about them? (laughs) (laughs) That's where my marriage expectations really were let down, was in myself. I expected that I would be a different person in my marriage than I turned out to be. That was crushing. I'm still working on that. I don't know if you ever get over that. Do you have the power to shift that to be who you want to be? I expected that I was somebody different or that Hmm. I had different hopes for who I would be. I'm not sure if my husband did. He probably knew me better going into our marriage than I knew me, to be honest. Hopefully he was not as shocked (laughs) as I am (laughs) at who I turned out to be. (laughs) I know that I have the ability to change the way I react to things and that has been easier than answering some of the questions, which were like, why did I respond to certain things the way I did? I'm not saying I went out and cheated on him or, you know, stole anything from him or abused him or anything. I'm just saying you would never do that. No, I just thought I would be a much more understanding, less prone to raise my voice, less dramatic person than I turned out to be. And The part of figuring out how to become who you want to be is figuring out why you were the person you were. And I don't have Mm -hmm. answers to that. And that part is really hard. So there's a definitely a nugget of disappointment in myself that I try not to carry around, but could probably find pretty easily if I needed to. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, I hope you can shift your expectations of yourself and appreciate all the amazingness. That's another word I made up. Amazingness <laughs> that is you because oh, well, thank you, you are incredible and phenomenal in so many ways. And thanks. So, I'm not, this is in no way a, hey, make me feel better about myself story. It's just, we were talking about expectations oh, and the rosy little picture that I painted for myself about how I would handle the challenges involved in getting married at 44 was a lovely mm-hmm. fantasy <laughs> that just did not <laughs> come to fruition in the way that I had hoped. And what's funny is that I didn't even have any idea getting married that I had built that fantasy about who I was. And so I think that was the most shocking that like, not only did I not live up to this great person that I told myself I was, but I was not even aware that I had something to fail. So that was like, oh, just got blindsided. Guess I had expectations (laughs) that I wasn't prepared for. And we all do. Anytime we go into anything, we have expectations. I guess that's really helpful to know because sometimes it feels like we don't, you know, like, oh, this thing happens. It happens. Whatever happens, we create a story about how it will unfold. And it's Mm -hmm. either positive or negative. 
but it's okay, I'm doing this thing now, and this is how it's going to work out. If you get a new job, your expectation is that you're going to fit in and everybody's going to love you and you're going to love everybody and you're going to ace the job and all that. And that may or may not be the way it works out. Mm -hmm. Or you can be like my friend and go into the summer. I'm talking about let's get together outside and have a barbecue. And he's saying, no, I expect that we're all going to get COVID and die. So why would I want to hurry that along? Mm -hmm. We often get what we expect. It's sometimes a self-fulfilling prophecy that if you look for the bad, sure enough, it's going to be there. And at least you can say you were right, but I don't want to be right like that. (laughs) And if you look for the good, which I do and you do, I expect things to always work out. And it is really fun to watch how often they do. Mm -hmm. Little things, big things, all kinds of stuff. I think I've mentioned before, if I'm driving through downtown and I hit all the green lights, it's like, yay, look at that. Wasn't that fun? And I just expect that to happen. But if it doesn't happen, I'm not devastated. Mm -hmm. I can sit through a red light, but then I expect to find the good. And it makes your life happier. If you're looking for the good, then if you walk around looking for the bad. That's the thing. It's really easy for us to say, I'm going to look for all the good and that's going to make things better. And then my life will be great. And that may or may not be the case. And I do believe in the law of attraction that if you maintain a certain Mm -hmm. vibration of gratitude and love and uh, joy, then you will probably bring more of those experiences that bring those feelings into your life. But it is also possible that it may all come down to the way we look at things. And situations may not change depending on whether we think they're going to be good or think they're going to be bad. But if you are used to looking for the good, you will hurt less. So if you want to spend your life miserable, go for it. Practice all day long, feeling miserable, and congratulations, (laughs) you'll have it. But if you want to feel good and you want to enjoy life and you want to find joy, find opportunities to appreciate those things, you will notice them more. So even if things don't actually change, you will be tuning in to the positive emotions instead of the negative ones. Absolutely. That is what it's all about. And I have a quote. Yay! Surprise. (laughs) Okay. It says, your life will follow your expectations. What you expect is what you will get. If you dwell on positive thoughts, you will move in that direction. If you continually think negative thoughts, you will live a negative life. And that was Joel Osteen who said that. And you're probably going to be disappointed. And disappointment is what you feel when an outcome doesn't match your expectations. Disappointment can be characterized by feelings of sadness, loss, anger, frustration, all kinds of those negative, unfun emotions. I was having a conversation with another friend, and she was talking about how she was really disappointed about something. I said, you know, that's too bad. I'm really sorry. When did this happen? And she said, oh, about eight months ago. And I said, what? Okay. 
are you still holding on to that? And she said, well, yes, I was disappointed. It didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yeah, but what are you accomplishing Mm. by holding on to disappointment? I was very confused by that, that she wanted to relive over and over how something didn't work. Did you ask why? Yeah. And she said, well, I think this was with another person. She said, they really let me down and I can't get over that. Okay. Are they aware of this? She said, well, I told them at the time. Okay. That was eight months ago. What are you accomplishing by holding on to the disappointment? And she came back to me a day or two later and said, you know, I was thinking about what you said. You don't get disappointed like that. You get disappointed and then figure it out and move past it. What am I doing? I said, yeah, I don't know. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Must work for you. I think we get hung up on this idea that when we want something or have a picture of something, that that is the best possible outcome. And that's not necessarily the case. I think about that Garth Brooks song, Thank God for Unanswered Prayers. Yes, about how if he'd gotten what he wanted, he wouldn't be as happy as he is today. Exactly. Like he ends that song by saying, The good Lord must know what he's doing. Like, he didn't give me what I wanted, and there was a reason for that, you know? Because there was something better down the road. Mm -hmm. And we all have to believe that, that if things don't work the way we hope, want, expect, so we're disappointed, give it time and Mm -hmm. see what else comes because something amazing may appear. And in the case of your friend, who was, it sounds to me like, she was possibly just still processing. Sometimes when somebody lets you down, you have to take time to figure out what actually happened here and what was violated. And is that a thing I can get over? And sometimes that doesn't happen right away. And being able to say to your friend or relative or whomever, you know, I appreciate your apology. If you get an apology, I need to do some processing. I I need to figure out where I am with this. So, you know, go in peace and I will get back to you when I figure out how I can move forward. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes it's like, you know, I think this is done. It ran its course and I'm sorry and go with love, you know. And other times it's like, no, okay, let's hash this out and get back to being friends, relatives, whatever. But sometimes you gotta, like you said, grieve, give yourself time to reflect, figure out where you stand with it and how you want to move forward, which may or may not include the person who disappointed you. But you don't have to know today. Exactly. But you can't beat yourself up holding on to disappointment just for the sake of holding on to disappointment is just going to make your life unhappy and won't change the situation for the better at all. So Mm -hmm. letting it go once you've worked it through makes all the difference so you can move ahead Mm -hmm. and look for the good. So when I was talking about my expectations of myself when I got married, the person who disappointed me was me, which then turns into regret because I can't go back and change what I did or how I said things or how I approach things. And so not only am I disappointed, now I'm like just feeling horrible and wanting to change the past. So what is the difference there? Where does disappointment become regret? Regret is when it's something about you. It's something you made a personal choice and you regret that choice or decision. Disappointment is more external, maybe. Obviously, you feel it internally, 
but it's about external situations. It's Mm. about something somebody else does or something else that happened outside of you. And that's disappointment. So regret is more internal where you do need to do a little bit of work because you were the one that precipitated it. Mm -hmm. And still, you need to forgive yourself and move on. There's absolutely no point in hauling this stuff around. Learn from it and let it go. We do, though. Why do we do that? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Why do we do that? I think we all do a lot of magical thinking. And by that, I mean, Ah. if I think about it enough, maybe I'll have some control Mm -hmm. over it. It's easier to keep beating yourself up than it is to just be like, oh, well, guess I blew it. Do do do. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) There's some kind of self-flagellation thing involved. In the grief process, there's a stage called bargaining. And Uh, obviously, whatever you're grieving has already happened, you can't change it. But in your mind, you do a lot of what ifs. Or if you're a religious person, you talk to your deity and say, you know, if I do this differently, then can we have different outcome? And it's about the bargaining phase of grief. Mm. So it's normal to do some self-flagellation if it's something you've precipitated. But there again, at some point, you need to move through the process and stop beating yourself up, learn the lessons so it doesn't happen again, Mm -hmm. and then move ahead and allow yourself to find joy again because you're not accomplishing anything. That's the part I think that we all miss so many times is the learn the lesson and let it go. And letting it go doesn't mean you act like it never happened. You were a different person because of whatever it was. And you will take that lesson with you. So you let the regret and the guilt and the anger and whatever go because hanging on to those emotions is just destructive. Mm -hmm. But you allow yourself to move ahead with your new knowledge. With the lesson. With the lesson, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it probably won't happen again. So it was not a wasted experience. If you learn the lesson and take it with you, then it's a positive experience, even if the outcome isn't what you wanted. So I have one more quote. Go for it. It says, you may be disappointed if you fail, but you are doomed if you don't try. And that's Beverly Seals. She's right. She's right. And she had a lot of challenges in her life. And she also had a lot of amazing highs. So she was quite a woman. So to wrap us up, expectations are when we hope for or fear a particular outcome. You can have expectations that everything will work out or that nothing will work out. And either way, often you're right. Mm-hmm. It will become a self-fulfilling prophecy and you'll find what you look for. Disappointment comes when expectations are not met and there's probably something to learn from what happened. There's probably something even better ahead if you open yourself up to being aware of that. So don't dwell on disappointment. Let it go and look ahead. All these things take practice. Indeed. And the first step is to be aware of what you're doing and how 
it impacts you because once you're aware, then you'll know what to practice on. Yeah, that's key. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you're oblivious, have no clue, (laughs) you won't know. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Shan. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life, or if there are topics you'd like us to address in future episodes, tell us about it. And we'd love for you to review our podcast if you are so inclined. You can do so wherever you stream, or you can visit our website, yourpersonalpowerpod.com. Click contact and drop us an email. And if you want to learn how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life.